This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director, talking to the Municipal Band Conductor, the Sioux Falls Municipal Band Conductor, Tyler uh, Nettestad. You're in a long line of conductors since 1919. Have you ever counted up how many there's been? I don't know the number off the top of my head. It, it's quite a few. Well, Chris Hill had it for quite a few years. Uh, Little Hog, I believe, was before that. The Washington Pavilion now and Augustana uh, Music uh, Department kind of are the official sponsors, I guess you might say, of the Municipal Band now. The Sioux Falls Municipal Band is somewhat of a, a life tradition for many people. How many are in the, in the band now this summer? So we have around 50 members in the band, age uh, ranging from... Probably, you know, high school to, um, let's say, maybe 50, 60 are some of us, our older members. So, wide range of members, and um, yeah, some of them that have been in the band for, you know, 40 plus years or so. What's your youngest member? Youngest member, oh, I would say probably sophomore, junior in high school, so probably around 16 or so. What do they play, do you know? I believe clarinet. Okay. And what is your oldest member? I know in the past there's been people in their 90s. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong, but I know Carl Hallstrom has been in the band for several years. Faye Fossum, also a trombone player, has been in the band for 40-some years. So I think it's close between um, Carl Hallstrom and Faye Fossum. Mm-hmm. Talking to Tyler Nettestead, who's the uh, municipal band conductor, Sioux Falls Municipal Band. I, I remember stories, you know, talking to Little Hog and Chris Yolanet, uh, the prior conductors. I guess the first band concert was back uh, like in 1919. It makes me think of root beer. They had Sousa, I believe, come to Sioux Falls, and they had like 10,000 people at that thing back at that time. That was kind of a, a superstar. Yeah, a lot of famous conductors throughout the years, you know. Um, the municipal band has been a, a treat for Sioux Falls for a really, really long time, and we've had a lot of famous people come in and conduct or perform, and so, yeah, good variety of, of that. Well, I've seen a little bit of construction at the Terrace Park uh, band shell, uh, you know what they, uh, or the McKinnon Park band shell. Do you know what they've been doing there? You know, I just saw an article about that. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing, if they're just resurfacing some of the the shell, um, but I did I did notice that in the paper. Now, are you going to be playing at the McKinnon Band Shell or the Terrace Park Band Shell? We play mostly at the Terrace Park Band Shell. You know, we've played concerts at um, McKinnon Park for several years, and however, in most recent years, we've never really used the band shell. We've sat in front of the band shell, so I'm not sure if part of the construction is repur- repurposing it for us to use again or not, so... Tyler, I'm 76, and when I was a kid in uh, grade school, I used to sell popcorn at the Municipal Band Concert at the Terrace Park. Uh, my brother used to run the concession stand there when, when oh, he was awesome. in high school. I imagine there's many, many, many other people out there that have fond memories of, of their childhood or families uh, getting together and, and going to band concerts over many, many years. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we we draw a huge crowd at our Terrace Park concerts um, almost every Sunday. It's filled with people, so I can imagine the number of people that have come through over, you know, 104-plus years to watch the band. Um, It's got to be astronomical number for sure, and many fond memories. What do you do in the off time, in the wintertime? The band does not meet over the winter. Um, Our first rehearsal was actually um, last week. So we get together starting second week of May for a couple rehearsals before our first performance. 
which is usually Armed Forces Day, or next Saturday. And then from there on, we just rehearse every Monday night, a couple concerts a week, end the season either first week of August or last week of July, depending on the calendar, and then then uh, everybody goes away, and we come back again. <laughs> but you're professional musicians. You can sit down and read music and, and pick it right up, you know, uh, and play. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You, ma- you mentioned uh, now your first concert is going to be at the South Dakota Military Heritage Alliance, the Alliance, the Armed Forces Day. That, that's going to be at 10 in the morning. Uh, and then uh, I'm just going to go through your schedule here a little bit. H- how do you pick out the, uh, the themes for each uh, concert? Um, a lot of times... Um, it just kind of depends. If there's certain music that I like um, that kind of works together in a certain theme, um, I'll, I'll come up with that. Otherwise, I'll just come up with a theme and then try to fit the music to, to match that theme. So, um, like, for example, we have a, a True Colors uh, theme for our, our first Sunday concert or Tuesday concert. And uh, so, obviously, songs based around color, you know, um, are going to be a part of that um i know we have a lot of vikings fans um in the area so one of our themes is skull um so we'll do music that's related to um the nordic vikings that sort of thing for that concert so it's kind of a mixture of choosing songs that i like and then finding a theme or vice versa picking a theme and finding songs that fit that theme so it could really go either way tyler nettestead the municipal band conductor uh, tell us a little bit about yourself well, um, I live in Brandon. I am the high school band teacher in the Brandon Valley School District. I've been teaching here for five years. Um, so that's my full-time gig is teaching high school band. And then in the summers, I conduct a municipal band. Um, previously, my role with the Sioux Falls Municipal Band was uh, uh, principal trumpet player, which I did for approximately 15 years. So I was a principal trumpet player. Um, so when Chris retired, I thought um, it would be a fitting choice for me, having been involved with the band for so many years and also being a, um, you know, a music teacher full time. Um, those two things just kind of lined up and I thought it would be a good choice for me to fill in and others agreed. And so that's basically what I, yeah, what I do um, full time. In fourth grade, they asked me if I wanted to play an instrument uh, at Longfellow Elementary, and I, I thought I said coronet, but they thought I said clarinet, but I was too embarrassed to say anything. Oh. So I played the clarinet for a year and finally said, no, I, I really want to play the coronet. <laughs> but uh, sure. now, is is music in schools, uh, a lot of places, uh, it's 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 being diminished. I, I, I think in this part of the country, we're good to be in this part of the country. Uh, music is still, uh, you know, part of the uh, the budget uh, in the in the school system. Yeah, it sure is. And uh, I would say in this area, uh, music is still really a strong part of every school system. Um, You know, probably the ones that are going to struggle the most are the most rural areas that, um, number one, may not find um, teachers or struggle to find teachers or have just budget issues. Um, So, but I would say in general, this area um, is, is pretty well thriving with music and music education in our schools. Yeah, I've got a nephew that teaches a high school uh, uh, band, and it's interesting uh, as you look at the times of change. Uh, music teaches math. It teaches uh, quite a few things. Uh, for those who don't know, music is, is, is a good thing for anyone to take. 
Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, music teaches, um, you know, a lot of things, life skills, um, how to be on time, how to be organized, um, how to be a good team member. Um, so those are definitely skills as a teacher myself, like to instill in my students. Um, and I just feel like they become, you know, better human beings and better, um, adults or adults that know how to manage some of those things, um, when they get older and they go into the workforce themselves. Well, being a DJ is what I play now. Um, I'm retired, but, uh, music is kind of a universal language and the playing of music, I think, uh, uh, is something that you can't find anywhere else. It's something that's kind of unique in itself. Uh, the municipal band summer schedule, you mentioned the Alliance on May 10th or May 20th at 10 in the morning. Uh, you mentioned the True Colors. Now, uh, that's Tuesday, June 6th. That'll be your full uh, outside concert, 7.30 in the evening. Now, you have a lot of what we call retirement homes uh, besides the Terrace Park concerts. Uh, and I, I think that's something back during Mike Huther that a lot of the uh, – uh, they really turn out when you play at the uh, the nursing homes and, and appreciate it. But uh, you're going to be at Sunnycrest Retirement Village on June 6th. Then you have uh, Sweet Treats at Terrace Park on Sunday, June 11th at 8 p.m. And Wednesday is basically uh, the Veterans Memorial Park Flag Day at 6.30. Sunday, June 18th is Terrace Park. Uh, high Tide, I guess that's going to be some maritime songs. Uh, yep, High Tide is definitely going to be some maritime songs. Uh, think like Victory at Sea, Ooh, yeah. um, Navy Hymn, Navy March. Um, uh, yeah, songs like that. Well, you're right next to Cobalt Lake during that time, too, 8 p.m. Uh, on June 18th. Now, oh, perfect. Tuesday, uh, June 20th, is Grand Living at Lake Lorraine. Uh, you're going to get some jazz on that night. Yep. Um, we, we love to perform jazz at our retirement homes. You know, they grew up, uh, in that era where jazz was just beginning to thrive. So they definitely appreciate having that style of music, um, at their concerts. Sunday, June 25th at 8 PM Terrace Park is going to be some rock and roll rock on. Uh, yep. Our rock on concert is going to feature, um, well, rock and roll music, but also um, music that deals with maybe mountains, um, granite, you know, that that type oh, of okay. theme. So kind of a double entendre, if you will. Rock on. Do you, have you picked out the music for that yet? Um, you know, the music is kind of a working progress. Mm-hmm. I have things picked out, um, but as it comes closer to the to the concert time, I'll. I'll um, tidy up the the concert order, but um, yeah, I do have a few things picked out. Um, like I mentioned, um, we, we have a piece called Mount Everest, which is um, a Galante piece. We have Pikes Peak, a piece called Black Granite, um, a piece called uh, Scootin' on Hard Rock, so those types of mm-hmm. music. All right, Tuesday, June 27th, you're Dal Rummel. Uh, 7.30 p.m., and when you say double entendre, it's handle with care. <laughs> yep, exactly. So um, we're going to play a bunch of handle music there. Um, you know, for, for band arrangements, handle's music is kind of slim, so we're going to have to get a little bit more creative um, with that type. Probably think more along the lines of classical, early classical music um, for that concert. I was going to say you can always... Uh, uh, check the website uh, at the uh, Washington Pavilion site for the municipal band for the schedule. Sunday, July 2nd, will be the Skull, Terrace Park, uh, 8 p.m. I suppose they could wear some Viking hats and Viking clothes at that. 
that would be encouraged. Yeah, that'd be great. So if you're a Vikings fan, come on out. Uh, hopefully we can find an arrangement of that school Vikings march. Um, otherwise, plan on hearing music about um, Nordic adventures, Viking adventures, um, those types of um, pieces. Well, July 4th is always a big day for the band. I, I remember when we used to play out at the grandstand every every uh, 4th of July, Tuesday, July 4th, 11 a.m. You're going to be at Levitt at Paul's, a uh, beautiful band show down there, uh, Let Freedom Ring. So I imagine that's going to be pretty much patriotic. Yep, all patriotic music for that one. And, um, yeah, we're definitely excited to be able to perform at the Levitt band show. That's a great venue to perform for. And Sunday, July 9th at 8 p.m. back at Terrace Park, uh, the red, red, white, and brass. So uh, you're going to have the cornets coming out in that, I'm sure. Yeah, so kind of carrying on the, the 4th of July theme um, to end the week there. We'll play some more patriotic music, but uh, going to feature our brass members, um, trumpets, trombones, tubas, um, that type of music as well. I think sometimes at the uh, uh, nursing homes, they serve ice cream. I'm not sure. Sometimes they do. Tuesday, July 11th, you're going to be at Good Samaritan Society at 730 at the Sioux Falls Village. And Heart and Soul, S-O-L. That means, yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. So um, music revolving around the sun. um, Think sunsets and Mm. other sun-themed music as well. Talking to uh, Tyler Nettestead, the municipal band conductor of the Sioux Falls Municipal Band, uh, the Sunday, July 16th at 8 p.m. back at Terrace Park, and you're going to have the great outdoors. Uh, I can imagine there's quite a... Are you going to do some Sound of Music, maybe? Um, that might be in the works, most definitely. Um, pieces like Winds of Change, um, some maybe more sun music, um, kind of going back to our Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Um, things that, um, give you a little, um, soundscape, you know, images of, of different landscapes, that type of thing. Well, it's important, you know, the times have been getting kind of crazy with, uh, you know, things costing more and the rent going up and a lot of other things. But, uh, uh, Tyler, there's one thing I, I, I asked the guy back in the seventies, uh, that ran the showboat ballroom back in that time. He, when he was younger, he played a trombone in, in a band in the 1930s during the uh, Dirty 30s, the Great Depression. And I asked him, I said, you know, as a musician, were you ever out of work? And he said, you know, no, never. It didn't matter how poor they were uh, or how hard they worked. They would always find a dime to be able to go and have music on the weekend. Uh, sure. it, was, it was almost uh, uh, kept the sanity. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, that's what I mean. These are all free. <laughs> you can go out and yeah. have a good time. And Tuesday, July 18th, they're going to be at Trail Ridge Senior Living Community. I mean, it's open to everybody to come. Uh, we've got the blues, so you're going to have a good, uh, uh, like, New Orleans music. Yeah, some some blues music, um, maybe some more uh, contemporary pieces. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Blue Shades by um, T. Kelly. Maybe some Blues Brothers, uh, definitely some some Gershwin, uh, Rhapsody in Blue, and I believe we're going to feature um, Carl Hallstrom um, on the trombone playing Blue Bells of Scotland. All right. Well, you know, like I say, there's quite a list of memories of people that used to sing with the municipal band. They used to have soloists and that type of stuff. Uh, you're going to be at Terrace Park on Sunday, July 23rd, and now they have you down for McKinnon Park on Thursday, July 27th at 730 
But then Sunday, July 80th, back at Terrace Park will be the grand finale. So that's going to be the uh, uh, a lot of good music there. Now, um, yeah, and the one at McKinnon Park is the, I believe it's the 125th anniversary of John Philip Sousa writing the Stars and Stripes Forever March. So we're going to pay tribute to John Philip Sousa with that concert um, and some other patriotic music, too. Well, Tyler Nethestead, if people want to join the band, how did they do that? Well, we have a audition link. If they want to audition, they can get a hold of me. My information's at the Washington Pavilion um, website, and we can send the link along. And it's pretty simple process. We just ask them to send us a, a short video of them performing, and then we'll give them a call back and let them know their status. Well, many of the players play with the symphony too, don't they? We do have a few symphony players, um, not necessarily full-time, but they're always willing to step in and um, sub if we ever need a sub. So, Well, I have to say, sometimes when it's 100 degrees out, these uh, people come out, uh, never complain. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's sometimes in the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, just got to say, uh, I, I appreciate everything that, uh, you know, in the city of Sioux Falls, especially to... Uh, to have this for over 100, you know, since 1919, it's one of the longest, I think, serving municipal bands in the country. Um, for everything that, that these people volunteer to do, I mean, uh, if they make a little money, it's certainly not enough. And uh, the work that they go through and the talent they have to just, you know, take sheet music and be able to play that song uh, is, is, is something that uh, I've got to say. This is an art form that uh, Sioux Falls is, is glad to have. And, and Tyler... Netherstead, Municipal Band Conductor, thank you for being with us on Forum. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Josh Brewer, uh, CEO of LifeLight. You know, he had quite a lot going on yesterday. Uh, man, it's been a busy spring, a busy summer so far, I, I guess for the maybe the two days we had spring. Uh, but yes, yesterday we gathered at the Sioux Falls Arena uh, had many young people from all over the community come out, and uh, and God is doing incredible things in the young people in our city. That arena still does a lot of good stuff out there, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I love the history behind it. You know, opened in 1977, and and uh, I, I just love learning, being a part of the history of Sioux Falls. A lot of a lot of history. Uh, people my age went to a lot of concerts out there. Yeah. Uh, well, you're CEO of LifeLight, and uh, we had you on earlier in the year, and we want to get to uh, you know coming for Labor Day, but uh, Sioux Falls isn't the only place that you do these celebrations. That's right. Yeah, we do them kind of all over the place. We do them up in the from up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan all the way down into we've been in Texas and. Uh, here in a few weeks, uh, we get to go over to Kenya uh, to do some outreaches for young people in Kenya also. Kenya. Now, that, how, that's a long flight, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit of a flight. Yeah, it's, a, it's a ways away, that's for sure. Now, Kenya is still kind of a, uh, not, not a place I'd want to go take a vacation, is it? <laughs> no, although I've heard the African safaris, Kenya is the place to go see those at. So we're excited to see what God does there. Well, don't watch that movie uh, with the lion. Uh, what was it? That came out about a month or so ago. Uh, Generation Z yesterday. Yeah. This was kind of for them. What What is Generation Z? 
So Generation Z, um, that's what they call this generation. The, anybody that's born after 1995, um, they call them Generation Z. Of course, now they're moving on to Gen Alpha, which is the generation to come after them. Um, but Generation Z is mostly high school and college age kids today. And, uh, and I tell you what, that they face a lot in today's culture that many of us didn't have to face when we were younger. However, we are seeing great things come out of that generation also. Well, I, I grew up with the five-second rule if you drop something on the floor, but Generation Z is well-known for the eight-second. That's right. Yeah, you've done your homework. Yeah, so there was a stat that came out about Generation Z that says they have an eight-second attention span, um, and uh, but we choose to believe, and what we've seen is uh, Generation Z really has an eight-second filter. They really do. Uh, they'll, they'll be able to tune you out with, and if you're just there to entertain them, versus you're there to genuinely care for them, uh, they'll be able to tell that within eight seconds. And, uh, and that's what we see because when we truly care for them and we're there to love on them, they, they see our heart in that matter, they'll listen to what we had to say for way longer than eight seconds. Well, Lifelight started with uh, a relative of yours. Uh, that's right. Uh, Al Green. Uh, yeah, he his... gets to be my father-in-law. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the concerts that we remember, you know, everywhere from the fairgrounds to, uh, you know, on the farm, uh, up to 300,000 people, that type of thing. But uh, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. You're taking the church mm-hmm. outside the walls and, and uh, your youth center, which uh, right now is, I think the summer is going to be rather important. What do you do during the summertime as a teenager? Well, the youth center is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You've got a place to go from 4 to 8. Absolutely. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 4 to 8. We feed kids. Uh, we play games. We have a lot of fun. We do outings and lake outings, things like that. Uh, but then we also get back to the basics of the Bible and, uh, and teaching kids the Bible, doing Bible studies, having worship nights. And it's really, uh, really being overtaken and ran by young people, which was, is so cool to see is being ran by young people for young people. Well, peer group pressure. Uh, 25, right. <laughs> 25 years, uh, Lifelight is celebrating. 25, 25 years, years this year. And uh, as always, music has been kind of the center point. Uh, yep. That's kind of a universal language. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, in the words of the great Toby Mac, uh, he said, music takes words to a place in people's heart where sometimes simple words cannot go. And so there is power behind music, and that just seems to be the vehicle God's always given us to reach people. Well, that you've done a lot. Now, you've been connected with the Billy Graham uh, organization, I know, in the past, too. Are you still yes. connected with them? Yeah, we've done stuff with the Billy Graham Association. We've done stuff with the Luis Palau Association. We've done stuff with some some major evangelical ministries, and it's just uh, it's very humbling for us to see that God places us in the room with some of these major giants of the faith, and uh, and God smiles upon Lifelight, which in we we always say is really God smiling upon Sioux Falls and the great community we live in. Sioux Falls is a good place to be right now. I I think we still have more churches than policemen, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind of a rule of thumb. But uh, the uh, thing is, Sioux Falls isn't the only place that you're going to be going. Uh, the Up City Festival, July 1st, is at the Matson uh, Lower Harbor Park. Where's that? Yeah, so that's in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, it is beautiful up there, but uh, not it's hard to get to. So not a lot of people 
go up there. Not a lot of uh, artists go up there. They don't get a lot of events up there, but there's a lot of people that live up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, so we've taken it upon ourselves to go up there with a festival the last uh, three or four years. I think this is year number five, if I remember right, and that's grown every year, and uh, we've seen the impact grow every year. You might come back with a slight Canadian accent. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Talk, talking to <laughs> Josh, Josh uh, a CEO uh, uh, of, of Lifelight. Uh, what are the seven admirals that are going to be playing in there? Um, what's the seven admirals? The seven admirables, like oh, the event up in the upper yep. peninsula. Oh, yeah. So there's a. It's going to be great. So what we've done differently this year is a little bit of a different thing. Is instead of just having a music festival, uh, there's going to be an aspect of uh, a video game tournament. You know, anything that draws people in for the gospel. That's what we believe. And so a video game tournament is happening. That's what they do. We also have action sports, BMX guys, things like that happening. And, of course, uh, uh, some live music as well. The stunt dudes, are they going to be uh, uh, active at, at Labor Day, too? Absolutely. We, 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 we want to take those guys everywhere we go. So they're <laughs> going to be at the Z8 event. That are the, They were at the Z8 event yesterday, and they're going to be at the Lifelight Festival September 3rd, and we try to bring them with to all of our events. Well, we've been getting around uh, a little bit to get to this point you just mentioned september 3rd labor day yeah. uh lifelight concert in downtown sioux falls it's just yeah. a one day event but it's on a sunday yep. a lot of churches are getting ready to have the church service there yeah so it's uh it's something that we've never done before you know the festival the lifelight festival has never been downtown before uh closest it's been is of course the uh, the fairgrounds many years ago, but this this time around it's going to be right in the heart of downtown Sioux Falls, uh, near 8th and Railroad, combined with a bunch of other areas of downtown, and we're excited to see what God is going to do with that. It's going to look different, but it's still going to be the same mission of uniting the body of Christ and providing services for people that are in need. Well, now, the city... Basically, it's not like you went to the city and said, "This is what we." Want. The city got together with you, and said, "Wait a minute, uh, let's 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 uh, let's utilize the city of downtown Sioux Falls. This is going to be a pretty big deal." Yeah, absolutely. You know, we presented them with the idea that you know every day we get uh, emails and phone calls, and uh, we get people reaching out to us all the time saying, "When is Life Flight going to bring back a big event to Sioux Falls?" So we kind of brought that to the city, and I said, this is what the people want, uh, so help us come up with a plan for what we can do. Um, and uh, instead of having the plan all put together to run past them, we kind of invited them to be a part of the planning process with us, and it's been great so far. Well, the Youth Center, you serve a supper at that, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of food at the uh, Lifelight concert. I, I, I imagine a lot of food trucks are lining up to be there. Yeah, absolutely. People people love food. You know, food draws people in just like music, so there's going to be great food, great games, action sports, music. There's going to be a lot out there. Now, I, I think that the city's predicting at least thirty, maybe 40,000 people. <laughs> you, 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 probably it could be up to 100,000. Yeah, that's what uh, Well, the, we're planning for. Uh, the city has asked us, we, we don't really, you know, whatever God wants to do, he'll do. That's what we say. But the city has asked us to plan for at least thirty to 40,000 people, make sure we can fit at least that in the area. So our team has done a great job with that. Um, 
And uh, but we'll we'll see what God does. But we know that we have a great plan. We have a great team, and we'll be prepared for whatever God wants to do. Talking to Josh Brewer, CEO of LifeLight, uh, the September third, you might want to uh, uh, plan on going around the uh, downtown because it will be all blocked off along the viaduct there. I think everything from railroad uh, on Eighth Street to all the way up to the uh, Statue of David, almost. Uh, yeah, so it'll be Eighth and Railroad. It'll be part of the CNA two-story parking ramp and then across over to Faywick Park and uh, and then even curving back around to the south there where it kind of eventually turns into uh, Drake Springs area uh, over on 10th and Cliff, but it'll be kind of kind of that whole area that we're taking over. Are you looking for volunteers? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we either need a thousand volunteers or as my mother-in-law says, we either need a thousand volunteers or 400 really good ones. <laughs> so we need, we need people's help. That's for sure. Well, you can go to the lifelight.org, uh, lifelight's one word, dot org, dot com, dot org and uh, sign up there. There's a lot of things you can do on that website. Uh, you can uh, even be a sponsor. Are you looking for sponsors? Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, uh, the total festival budget is uh, about $250,000, $300,000, I think. Um, we've raised a portion of that already. We've been so grateful for people that are giving. But, yeah, there's still an opportunity to, to give. There's an opportunity to volunteer. Um, and there's an opportunity just to be praying for the community of Sioux Falls. CEO Josh uh, Brewer, Lifelight, September 3rd. Put it on your calendar because that's going to be a, a, a lot of things between now and then major entertainment major speakers coming in um invite a friend uh you you'll uh, meet a lot of people and it's it's good to see downtown sioux falls uh, uh something that uh, is going to be a landmark uh, uh you know t- what did you do on september 3rd of 2023 it's going to be yeah. lifelike uh lifelight.org we're out of time josh brewer thank you very much for being with us hey, thank you guys so much